Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. from Studio 6B on a Wednesday. Real America's Voice, Dish Network, Channel 219, Pluto TV, Channel 240, Samsung TV Plus, Channel 1029. Glad you're in. Lots to do on a Wednesday night. Paul Nolan's here. He's got some news. Rick Delgado's here. What even is that? A day late, but yes. it will be worth the wait, I'm I sure. What is your what even is that up on? Uh, it has to do with a certain certain uh, uh, deadbeat dads. How about that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I wonder who that could be about. Uh, Rick Amorati's got sports. Mr. Amorati, how are you? Good evening, Big D. How are you? Boys? Very how good. Very purplish tonight. I yes. like it. I like yes. it. Uh, Geo Fran holding it down as always. Uh, Paul Nolan, how are you? I'm excellent, my friend. I'm Very- uh, looking forward to... Uh, I'm just so glad the military's gone woke. I just feel like I feel I feel safer. Yeah. They might so just, so does China. Just hold up big signs that say we surrender. That's what the, <laughs> that's what they might as well do. Well, you can't say we. I think you have to say oh, they. Yeah, oh, right. that's oh, a good yeah. point. That's right. a good point. Yeah, I don't think we they, can even. Yeah, how, how would you surrender now? Yeah, how would you do it? You know what's really going to be a major tactical weapon? They them give up. When there's hand-to-hand <laughs> combat, you know, on the grounds against Chinese soldiers, if we just misgender them, they will crumble to their knees and, mm. you know, in, in it's, un- it's unbelievable, right? <laughs> yes. I mean, think really, think about it. Like you're saying, China's got to be thinking. I mean, just every enemy around the world looks at that and goes. They're like, why are we even trading? We got this. Yeah, we just, got just, this. Like just go wait to Czechoslovakia. Yeah, just, just wait till they go to their safe space and bomb them there. There you go. Here's a little bit. I use he, him pronouns. Hi, and I'm Kanchi, and I use she, her pronouns. And we're here to talk about pronouns. pronouns. What oh, is pronouns. a pronoun? A pronoun is how That's we identify ourselves apart from our name, and it's also how people refer to us in conversations. Using the right pronouns is a really simple way to affirm someone's identity. It is a signal of acceptance and respect. If it's a signal of acceptance and respect, how do we go about creating a I safe space you. for everybody that's I don't a good question. You. A really good way to do that is to use inclusive language. Instead of saying something like, hey guys, you can say, hey everyone, or hey team. Yeah, and now that you say that, another way that we could show that we're allies and that we accept everybody is we're to allies. maybe include our pronouns in our emails, or like we just did, introduce ourselves using our pronouns. But what would I do mm-hmm. if I... Uh, misgender someone. Oh my goodness. I think the first thing to recognize is that it's not the end of the world. You correct yourself and move on, or you accept the correction and move on. Mm. The most important thing I can tell you is do not put the burden of making you feel good about your mistake on the person that you just misgendered. (laughs) Oh, thank you for telling me that. Yeah, and another tip. <laughs> no, I can't take this. I can't take it. Hold on, hold on. I can't take it. Hold on. Can we just comment on this a little bit? And this is the Navy's training video. Yeah, thank you what? for telling me that, Damon. 
It's funny. The, like the things that stand out. Uh, oh, that's a good question. Like, <laughs> no, it's no, it's not. And the other thing is, they're both like, per, like the effort they must have gone to like cast these two people. Like this woman. It seemed like they really wanted to do this and be there. Right. Like they probably did it for free. It's like the IBM training videos. Remember we played those. That <laughs> was that was I mean, just as bad. Like, she's kind of like she looks like the designated hitter on a female softball team from the fifties. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and like <laughs> like she was in a league of their own. I right. Know and, and, and he I switch it. And he looks like so genderless. So like they really did a great job. Uh, yeah, the Washington Free Beacon nails it because it's almost like watching a kindergarten video. They say here's their new instructional video, which is modeled after a children's show. Yeah. And they actually, and, and th this is being played for naval personnel, people that will go, you know, that, that we expect if the need comes to, they go to war. But these two, whatever you want to call them, um, they're talking to these, to these um, people that are watching this like they're children. They're the enlightened. Get mm. with it. Yeah, it's brutal. It's just brutal. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's, it's insane. Total insanity. What, I, insanity. I, everyone here grew up with sticks and stones will yeah. break your bones, but names will never harm you. I mean, the fa the what are some of the greatest expressions of of self growth were? Your opinion to me is not my business. I don't care. I don't care what you think. Enjoy yourself. Yeah, what and you an think? another great one from when we were growing up. I'm rubber, you're glue. Whatever you say sticks to bounces off me, sticks to you. How about that? Well, not so. I mean, not as good as some of the other ones, like, like sticks and stones. But I get your point. <laughs> it's up there. Yeah, it's well, a top five. Like Paul said, just it's insanity, total insanity. That's the Navy training video. I'm sure that'll be implemented on the battlefield. You know what? In all honesty, like if that's what Did you, you see had, the video of the, the Iran warships club? coming up to our. I'm sure they they must have. if they tried this. Hey, hey, hey! Hold on now. <laughs> they them want. We want to. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm missing the point. No, I, I think you get the point. They are they're demoralizing our armed services. I mean, how, could you imagine being in this training video and just like in the, in the classroom and just trying not to snicker? And then if you do snicker and you look at one of your buddies and you try, like, heck, to not look at, like, make eye contact with a friend who you know is dying to laugh too, and then, like, a snot bubble pops out because you're, hard, <laughs> you're trying so hard not to get caught laughing, and uh, then you do laugh. Then you have to do 7,000 push-ups. Between the... Between, from your knees. Between the vaccines and this, it's just like, what, what are we doing? What are we doing? I mean, think about it. What, what's the biggest movie in the world right now? Yeah, Top Gun. Top Gun. I'm, by the uh, way, uh, see how, bom how bad uh, Toy Story bombed? Oh, yeah. That wokeness of it? Yeah. Wow. But think, but think about those aviators who, you know, going through the movie, you know, they're training for a mission yeah. that, that they may not come home from. You think they're going to sit through something like this? No. No. They're going to grab the person who puts it in the videotape machine, give them a wedgie, and then head out. The atomic wedgie where you right. hang them up by the underpants. I mean, exactly. it's, it's actually, it's, it's a it's really interesting point that given right, right now how, how popular Top Gun is. And for all the reasons that it is, and then this comes out the other day. Like, what? It's unbelievable. So, all right, lots to get into tonight, um, mostly about the president today. And I usually play what he said first, but let's not. Let's go back in time.
Let's go back in time to when the national gas tax holiday has been on the table before. Let's listen to a couple clips of some people who have an opinion on what they think about it. Let's start. Let's stay in the Democratic Party as well. We'll stay in the Democratic Party. We'll do no Republicans to be fair to the president. Let's go cut two first, G. Roll that. I know that we're having a debate right now about the gas tax holiday. Amen. I know how brutal this is on folks right now. And I know they need relief, which is why I've offered a middle-class tax cut for every American, $1,000 for working families so that they can deal not only with rising gas prices, but rising health care costs and rising grocery costs. But for us to suggest that 30 cents a day for three months is real relief, that that's a real energy policy, means that we are not tackling the problem that has to be tackled. We are offering gimmicks when we're offering the same thing that John McCain's offering on the cheap. That means we're not presenting a truthful response to the challenges that we face in America. We can do better than that this time. Okay. Amen. All right. So let's maybe he was just fired up that day. Um, And that's the clip that most people have found today and played today. I don't know anybody who's played this one. Listen up. Cut three, G. Roll that. For too long, we've had a politics that's been more about scoring points than solving problems. And we had a good example of this lately. Uh, Obviously, uh, myself and Senator Clinton and John McCain have been in a debate about the so-called gas tax holiday. Uh, At best, this is a plan that would save you pennies a day for the summer months. Uh, That is, unless gas prices are raised to fill in the gap, which is just what happened in Illinois when we tried this a few years ago. Just this morning, there was an article in the paper about how the real beneficiaries of this tax holiday would be the oil companies who would walk away with billions more in profits. Meanwhile, unless you can magically impose a windfall profits tax on oil companies overnight to pay for the holiday, it could imperil federal highway funding and cost Indiana up to 6,000 jobs. Now, the two Washington candidates in the race have been attacking me because I don't support their idea. In fact, yesterday, Senator Clinton demanded that everyone Go on the record on this issue. She even borrowed one of George Bush's favorite phrases and said that every member of Congress had to tell her, are they with us or against us? Well, people have been weighing in. And you know what? It turns out that people want to be on the side of the American people and on the side of the truth. They don't want to be for something that is such an obvious election year gimmick. They don't want to line up behind an idea that's more about trying to get a few votes than get you meaningful relief. Speaker Pelosi said she's against the McCain-Clinton gas tax gimmick because it won't pass savings on to consumers. And I'm quoting, it will defeat everything we've tried to do to lower the cost of oil, unquote. Mm -hmm. Steny Hoyer rejected the idea, saying it would not be positive. Tom Harkin, a senator who knows a thing or two about working people and the challenges they faced here in the Midwest, said he can't be for it because there's no guarantee that it will put money in the pockets of our consumers. You might think that there's more support for it in Senator Clinton's home state, but her own supporter, Governor Patterson, said he's against it because the benefits of the tax cut doesn't go directly to consumers. Instead, it goes to the oil companies. Senator Clinton does have some support for a plan in Congress. Uh, After all, the person who first proposed it was John McCain. 
So I guess when she says, are you with us or against us, Senator Clinton is referring to her and John McCain. That's one vote she's got, because on this issue, Hillary Clinton and John McCain are reading from the same political playbook. This isn't a real solution. Oh. It's a political stunt. Oh. <laughs> this is what Washington does whenever there's a big problem. Politicians pretend they're looking out for you, but they're just looking out for their poll numbers. Oh. Whoa. Whoops. Whoops. Spoken from, spoken from the guy who just was always on the poll. Always cared about the polls. That's all he cared about. He would he would say any he was a political weather vane. All right, well, let's move away from Joe Biden's old boss and let's go to the current Speaker of the House. Cut four. Let's see what she thinks about this idea. It's got to be better than that. Roll it. So, so okay. So we have a situation where there's <laughs> money coming out of the Highway Trust Fund. It's going to the oil companies. They they may not give it to the consumer, and it has to be paid for. So. <laughs> We're paying for something to give a break to the oil companies that isn't even going to the consumer. So that's the con. The pro is very showbiz. Okay, let's just do something. There it is. But it is not necessarily landing in the pocket of the consumer. It's taken out of the trust fund. We have to pay for that to return it. Oh, okay. That's the current speaker of the House. Um, so I don't know if maybe Joe Biden's team just didn't do a lot of research into this or they just felt this was the best thing, as Barack Obama said, this was the best political move to make to try to get some votes or deal with the poll numbers. But um doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of support in this uh, buffoonish idea that he laid out today. So I'll play you what the president said today. And... um I have one more clip from another Democrat who Biden says he spoke to this week. I'm sure that's where he got this idea. I'll play him for you when we get back. <laughs> Live from Studio 6B on a Wednesday, just getting started. past the hour live from studio 6b on a wednesday so we'll get back to uh, the gas tax holiday here in a second but let's do some news first and then we'll do some sports and then we'll get back to that in the next segment let's do some news here news is brought to you by our friends at seven cells.com seven cells.com whether you're looking for their ivermectin to put in the um cabinet or skin cream line or anything else they've got they've got great stuff seven cells.com slash lfs6b lfs6b at checkout code word for 10% off. Uh, what's going on, Mr. Nolan? Well, uh, this is from Just the News. Valde School District Police Chief uh, Pete Arandondo was placed on administrative leave Wednesday amid an investigation into law enforcement response to the mass shooting. He should uh, be placed in uh, jail or someplace. Superintendent this guy. Hal Harrell uh, wrote in a press release, from the beginning of this horrible event, I shared that the district would wait until the investigation was complete before making personnel decisions. The investigation is ongoing in, into law enforcement response to the elementary school shooting that left 21 dead and 19 children. You know, at the state Senate hearing uh, earlier this week, uh, Texas Department of Public Safety Director Steve McGraw testified that officers could have stopped the gunman three minutes into the massacre, which ended up lasting more than an hour. 
Um, McCraw slammed Arandando for deciding mm. to place the lives of officers before the lives of children by telling law enforcement not to neutralize the shooter. Um, this, I spoke is, to, uh, this is just so rough. You know, I spoke would, to somebody in law enforcement. You'd find this interesting because I'm sure you have too. I've had two guys. And they, he said to me that there's got to be something <clears throat> we don't... There, he, he can't even <clears throat> comprehend... What we've learned this week about this with these pictures and knowing that they had equipment that we didn't think they had for. I, mean, they I, had I spoke to someone on. today. He said, I, I, there's still got to be something. There's something that's not, it's not right. He's yeah. like, this, this can't not be, this can't be on face value what I'm seeing. I don't know any, I don't know any person I went through the academy with who have served with. He's been a sergeant now for 24, five years. He's like, there's just, there's not, this is not right. There's something here that someone's not telling her, so we don't know, or something. I, I, there's no way that they stood there for, an, there's just no way. You know, yeah. what, none of it makes sense. You know, I, you know, Delgado, I want you to weigh in more than I want to speak right now, but, um, I mean, my whole, I'm, like, I'm sick to my stomach reading this story, because you think about that teacher who was calling her husband, who was a cop, and he was trying to get in there, and she died on the way to the hospital, did she not? Yeah. And you know he could have got he could have got his hand on an exit wound. He could have applied pressure. He he could have evacuated her out. I mean I mean it was obviously time was of the essence, and you could tell they were happily in love. And I mean he got arrested. He got taken down and taken and and, and I mean what what's going on here? We don't you know what and, we don't know we don't know, and that's the thing. And like you said, Damon, there's this little thing that's kind of eating at you, right? Like you feel like what what's there's something not right here, right? Yeah. Are, are we noticing it? Or are we? Uh, it's like. I mean, what, I can only what kind take of information. Are they holding back? Well, who, I mean, yeah. I well, mean, I can only take cover up going on here, right? And who made the call? Who made the call to say, you know what? Everybody stand down, Aaron Dondo. And I'm sure that there's probably recordings because they said, oh, they they heard some chatter of, among one of the officers saying we need to get in there. There have to be there has to be recordings of arguments going on. What the hell do you mean stand down? We need to get in there. And and unfortunately, they're probably going to do their damnedest. They hired an attorney because they're, now they're trying they to you know cover their outside cover their attorneys to protect themselves. Yeah. I mean, we need all the body cam footage. We deserve if they're going to use this to take away our God given rights, our Second Amendment to destroy the Bill of Rights on a national level. We all deserve every single body cam footage. We deserve every audio recording. We need to know why that door was left unlocked. We need to know every single detail, including I want to know every single thing that kid saw in his feed the last two years leading up to it and everybody who fed him psychotic. Like, I want to know how this algorithm affected his already demented mind. I want to know how that algorithm narrowed him down to drive him because they talked about his uh, relationships with people on 4chan and Reddit. Right. I just want to know. I want to know everything. Now, I'm not saying that it was something we do know based on some of the studies by Shoshana Zubov and other experts in the field of, of AI and, and the, um, the ability for these algorithms to predict our behavior, to drive our behavior, to direct our behavior. Where is that investigation? And can we also see his medical history, please? I want to know, was he on any antidepressants while we're at it? I want to know everything about this before I'm going to hand over my guns, which and, I won't do. And not only that, I want to know everything about the the guy who was supposed to be in charge. Who have, who, who was he in touch with? I mean, where did he get this idea that, oh, you know what? The guy ditched his radio. Two, two of them. He lost two of his radios that day, and he said he forgot he was in charge? Yeah, he said he wasn't in charge. 
He didn't think he was in charge. Jeez. It's like eh, something, something's up. Something smells real real bad. Well, uh, the conversation I had today about this, um, I didn't wasn't planning on talking about this on the air that I had, but um, he we we were almost talking past all the stuff you guys are talking about. he, He, my friend said to me. There's not any situation I've ever been on where someone we talked about, let's just take the door being unlocked, that, that not one of us would have said, well, how do we know it's locked? Why are we sitting here waiting for a key? How do we, who's checked it? Right. He's like, that just wouldn't have happened. No one, there's no way. There's just no way. He, said, he, he just kept saying to me, unless you've done this job your whole life, Unless you've seen what I've seen, unless you've been through what I've been through, put in situations I've been put in every single day, it's a, it is impossible to accept what we learned this week, as horrific as it is, that on face value, this is just what happened. He's like, there's no way that officers down there are, are that much different than any other officer around this country who puts that badge on. It's just not possible. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I still feel like there's a lot here that we don't know or is, is, is I don't know. I think there's a lot more that's going to come out that's going to open up some eyes. All right, let's do some, uh, we'll get back to this. Let's do some sports and hear what that is. Uh, Slick Rick, Rick Emirati, what's going on, pal? Big D. Well, speaking of who's in charge, Gio, can you bring up the odds maker numbers again? Oh, boy. <laughs> here we go. There was no game last night. No, no. <laughs> it's just, just so stating the fact. There's a game tonight, big guy. So here we go. We got a game tonight. Amelie Arena, game four, Stanley Cup finals. And, uh, well, Tampa's scored 36 seconds into the game. They're up one nothing. Uh, Anthony Sorelli pumped one in. So I have to make taking? my pick. It's a little late, but I'm going to go with, uh, I think, the uh, Colorado's going to win tonight. I do. I think they're going to come back. They're going to win. They're going to go up 3-1 and uh, look to close it out in Colorado. All 17-5. Uh, no, say, no way. Get out. I'm not crazy. Come on now. What fun would that be? I, I got to play smart here. We're going 2,500. Yeah. All right, Frank Padu. Anyway, that's what we're going with. We're going with 2,500. Very mature, tonight. Big D. It's 1-0. Very, very mature. Okay. And, uh, well, College World Series in action tonight. Game, uh, el- double elimination game. Old Miss in Arkansas. Right now, Arkansas just won up 2-1 to one in the top of the fifth. Arkansas needs this win to force a uh, final elimination game tomorrow. And uh, I'll have a report on it in the next segment. But, uh, yeah, College World Series... Action heating up 2-1, to one, Arkansas leading right now. And uh, some sad news in the NFL today, real sad news. Ex-NFL defensive tackle Tony Siragusa, the goose, dies at age 55. This is Jamison Hensley of the ESPN. Uh, Tony Siragusa, the NFL defensive tackle who became one of the game's biggest players and personalities, died Wednesday at the age of 55. The cause of Siragusa's death was not immediately known. Uh, affectionately known as Goose, Siragusa served as a vital cog in the middle of the Baltimore Ravens' historic 2000 defense, which spearheaded the franchise's first Super Bowl title that same season. There was no one like Goose, a warrior on the field, and a team unifier with a, with a giving, generous heart who helped teammates and the community more than most people know. This is former Ravens uh, coach, uh, head coach Brian Billick said, this would not have been, we have not won the Super Bowl without him. This is such a stunning, sad news, and our hearts go out to Kathy and the Siragusa family. Uh, just really sad all around. Uh, actually, Indianapolis Colts owner Jim Irsay tweeted out that he was heartbroken, as as all in, of Colts Nation. Irsay said in a follow tweet, the goose squeezed 200 loving years out of 55. So, I mean, he was just an incredible player, incredible personality. He obviously was on Fox News for a number, Fox Sports for a number of years, calling the games from the sidelines, and uh, he'll certainly be missed. And uh, I don't have time, but we have another death in the Baltimore Raven family. I'll get into that in my 
next sports segment, Big D. It's a wrap. Back to yeah, you. Yeah, he was part of the best defense ever, right? 162 points allowed that year, if I remember. Ray Lewis, incredible. Beat the Giants yeah. in the Super Bowl that year. Yeah. 55, 55 years old. It's like <laughs> He was a big, hefty boy. Big boy. And that. All right, live from Studio 6B on a Wednesday. We'll do some more sports when we get back, then we'll get back to some news. Glad you're in on a Wednesday night. minutes past the hour live from studio 6b on a wednesday night glad you're in paul nolan's gonna do some more news rick delgado's got what even is that coming up top of the hour hour two geofran holding it down as always but let's do a little more sports since we didn't do that much and here with that it's slick rick rick emirati what's going on pal hey big this is just a continuum with the baltimore ravens today and the tragedies that they dealt with following tony saragusa who passed away a little later this evening earlier this morning baltimore ravens linebacker jalen ferguson dies at the age of 26 this is from jameson hensley espn uh owings mills maryland maryland baltimore ravens outside linebacker jalen ferguson has died at the age of 26 the team announced earlier today we are profoundly saddened by the tragic passing of Jalen Ferguson, the team said in a statement. He was a kind, respectful young man with a big smile and infectious personality. We express our heartfelt condolences to Jalen's family and friends as we mourn a life lost much too soon. At approximately 11.25 p.m. Tuesday, Baltimore police said officers responded to a home in the northern district of the city where they found Ferguson unresponsive and being treated by medics. Ferguson never regained consciousness and was pronounced dead on the scene by medics, according to police. <laughs> Baltimore police said there were no signs of trauma. Uh, found or foul place expected at this time. Ferguson's body was transported to the medical examiner's office where a cause of death will be determined. Investigators are not ruling out the possibility of an overdose, police spokesman said. Mm. Um, Ferguson, a third-round pick by the Ravens in 2019, had participated in all the team's off-season practices this year. It appeared that he had worked hard to be in the best shape of his career, dropping a significant amount of weight. Known as Sack Daddy, coming out of Louisiana Tech, Ferguson holds the FBS record for career sacks with 45 in three NFL seasons. He totaled 67 tackles and four and a half sacks. Ferguson had three children, two daughters and a son, oh. who are all under the age of five, which is just, just a really sad. I mean, you imagine a football team, any team, have two players die on the same day, different generations, but just really just terrible. So, and uh, just so an was a young basketball player who died. Yeah. Yeah, we reported on that last night. The, uh, uh, Swanigan from Purdue, yeah. uh, he passed away. Yeah, he was a Purdue basketball player. 24, maybe he, even younger. He was 26, if 26. I remember correctly. But, yeah. And where are the, the autopsies? Right, Slick Rick? I mean, yeah, there was, right, nothing on him. They gave I mean, no cause of death. this is insanity. Why can't we see the autopsies on all these young athletes going? I mean... I'm I mean, not sure. And But I, the I mass know. cult, the vax cult... They think if you say something, oh, you know, is there a correlation to all these young people dying from, from heart, heart issues? They think you're a nut. Yeah, after a few days, we should know something. The initial breaking of the story, and I was talking to Fran about this a little earlier, it's the first one to report it, so they kind of, you know, unless they have something hardcore, they don't want to no, you know, get themselves doubt, in trouble. But I'm talking about the big aggregate, right? You're right. I mean, I mean, we deserve, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And there's also a story out of Chicago where this Illinois congressman who's running for office in the state, his 17-year-old daughter, daughter passed away. Just, wow. just like that. They're not giving any details. Died in her sleep kind of thing. How does that happen today? I don't, I don't know. A lot unless of they, And it's happening they a details, lot. You just don't know. 
I mean, look, we can't jump to conclusions, right. but for I mean, God's sake, you can sakes, speculate all you want, but unless they release the details, all you're doing is speculating. I'm just the problem is we never get the details. These stories are just washed away instantly. Mm -hmm. well, therein lies the question: Why are we not getting the details? Then you wonder, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and just NHL Stanley Cup still one nothing. Big D, twelve twenty nine to go in the first period, and that's the Lightning leading the Avalanche. And I got the Avalanche, so we'll okay. see what happens there. That's all right, very good, Slick Rick. Thanks. Uh, let's do some more sports, and here with that uh, sports. Let's do some more news. <laughs> 50. And, uh, here Ginkgo with Biloba. Here this with segment <laughs> brought to you by Ginkgo Biloba. <laughs> we got to get that. We got to get a Ginkgo commercial going, uh, D. Yeah, well. Is that, that good for your memory or is that good? You would have to remember. Yeah, first. I think Ginkgo That's good for, that's good for your memory. Pre Prevagen's for your memory, right? Yeah, Ginkgo Biloba helps too. It's a Yeah, I think so. Ginkgo Biloba's. Uh, yeah. How do you know? You're, you're, <laughs> I don't know. I forgot. You don't remember anything. Right, you don't know what date is. I think you're doing sports again. All right, Ginkgo sports on a Tuesday night Biloba. here. With Sounds like a chicken dish in a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, you can't say that. <laughs> I love Chinese food. I can't say that. Me too. All right, anyway, I just wanted to get the. Uh, Let's do the news here with um, Rick Delgado. What's going on? <laughs> um, by the way, thanks for the plug last night. I got 300 new followers on Truth Social oh, and good. Getter. Very good. Uh, Papa Damn. Nolan, P-O-P-P-A. Papa, like I love it when you call me Big Papa. Nolan, like the... Um, anyway, former President Donald Trump on Wednesday. So Are they supposed to know what yeah. Nolan means? That's like a Pitts, Nolan Riley. Like Nolan Ryan? Okay. I, since I wasn't watching, all I heard was, I thought like it was Kaiser Sose. Like I was like, what? What the hell is he talking about? He showed men of will what will really was. Kaiser Sose was, was gone. Like that. <laughs> Yeah, right, go ahead, when I was when I was picking uh, when I was picking coffee in Skokie, Illinois. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, exactly. former President Donald Trump on Wednesday said that the Senate pushing for gun control bill will be the first step in the movement to confiscate firearms. He said on Truth Social, the real deal on gun control currently being structured and pushed in the Senate by the radical left Democrats with the help of Mitch McConnell, Rhino Senator John yeah, Curran, radical uh, left Republicans, Texas, more like and, it. yeah and others will go down in history as the first step in the movement to take your guns away in bold capital letters. Republicans, be careful what you wish for. Uh, he wrote this on his uh, site. The, this post comes a day after the Senate voted 64 to 34 to proceed with the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act. Uh, you know, it, this, is, this is just brutal. Um, you cannot, you can't punish, you just simply can't punish good law-abiding citizens who want to protect themselves um, it's amazing. The tyrannical government is. We've seen a, a government out of control, have we not? Yeah. What if What if the UN gets control? What if the World Health Organization, the UN, and NATO become a governing body, and all of their laws uh, supersede our constitution? And then they come down with some mandate, and and now you can't defend yourself. You don't have your rights. Think about where this would go. Is one world government a conspiracy theory anymore? What do you think the world bankers and the and the central planners? would like to have complete control of the whole globe. Well, you think one nation at a time is enough. Power never stops, does it, does it, D? Am I crazy to think that five years ago, wackadoodle for thinking it, right? Mm, no, last five years year, ago? actually. No, probably not. <laughs> right? Now, now, how about these red flag laws, right? Let's say you have a jackass neighbor across the street. You don't like the fact that he doesn't mow his lawn. You say something. Yep. Now he yeah. says something about you that uh, you're a nut job and you can't have a gun. Mm -hmm. Now you lose your gun, and next thing you know, he busts into your house one night when he's on crystal meth. You can't protect yourself because he knows you lost your guns. Right? Think about the scenarios down the line that could happen with these red flag laws. If you want these red 
uh, flag laws. How about if you impose one and you pass it and you get proved wrong, you spend three years in jail and you have to pay a half million dollars. Can we make them extremely punitive when nobody's going to want to do it unless they really know for sure? This is insanity. Yeah. What also and is it, ins- what also sorry Rick, what also is insanity on just a much smaller level than what Paul brilliantly just laid out is that these 14 Republicans looking at Uvalde this week and looking at what we now know, the idea that somehow you could legislate this or legislate that or you could have legislated that where given those kids those kids had no chance. None. And the idea that you could legislate that even looking at now what we know, whether the whole conversation we had before on, on, on how, you know, law, my friend law enforcement just doesn't, still doesn't think we know everything. It just can't be this. It cannot be this. I don't know any guys who, who th- that this would happen like this. But putting that aside, the idea that you could legislate this is, is just beyond my ability to, to comprehend these 14. The usual suspects, though. I mean, I guess that's, I don't know. I don't know. The Republican Party, it's just, it's just. uh, A a Giza sheet show. (laughs) It's just another wing of the Democrat Party, it seems like. It's like Rick like that one. (laughs) Yes. But you know, the the difference is the Democrats don't actually believe in, they just want want power. Yeah, they just just want power and control. The Republicans actually believe this. They actually like. I don't, I don't know. I can't, I'm not smart enough to explain the difference, but you know what I mean. The arrogance of central planners think they can protect you. I heard some goofballs like, you know, they always say the same things. Oh, well, your freedom's an illusion. Yeah. Your, your security's an illusion. If you think giving, look, it's all BS. Yeah, okay, fine. But I still want to have the right to protect myself because let's be frank, security is a joke. They can't, government doesn't care about you. Yeah. They hate you. They don't care about you. Your government could care less about you. Never has cared, never will. No government has ever cared. Please. They're doing it for security. They're doing it because it gives them control. This is stupid. The stupidity is beyond me. Well, the red flag laws are just there to uh, basically eliminate due process. Guess what? Guilty until proven innocent. What about that boyfriend loophole? Yeah, the boyfriend loophole. So, so basically what you were talking about earlier, oh, oh, you know what? I'm mad at him now because he's dating this girl that I hate. I'm going to call the police and say he's got a gun and he's dangerous. Boom. Red flag. Done. Right. What, you know? I mean, and let's be honest. I mean, women are way more likely to commit domestic violence, right? So what about, all right, so I'm dating a, young, a new girl, right? And the ex-girlfriend of, goes after the girl. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is, this, there's a million scenarios where this is just deadly because all they got to do is say, oh, my ex-boyfriend doesn't right. deserve to have a gun. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's... it's the, well, the, you know, you go, get, you go get yourself one of those uh, sternly worded letters from the court. That'll keep them right. away. You know, and after that doesn't work and you put your head through a wall, then you get another one and hopefully that'll keep them a thousand feet away. And when that doesn't work, it's the, the person, you know, who's, who's trying to, you know stay alive ends up dead and then they go ah oh, you know i wish we could have done something and, and you're right the police they can't protect you they they can only get there after the fact so you know with all these uh, these these uh, school shootings uh, according to the fbi it happens in the first few minutes police can't get there in the first few minutes if they get there within five minutes it's great 
but usually the shooting's done by then. Same thing if somebody breaks into your house. You think they got to stand around in an hour and wait for the police to get there? No. If they want to shoot you, they'll shoot you quick. Yep. Or if you're if you're you know a gun owner, guess what? You've got you've got less than sixty seconds to make to make a decision. Think about this in New York at this point, right? You the fixed mag on your AR. I mean, we're talking about you can get seven shots off. You know how hard it is if three people invade your home to successfully neutralize three attackers in the dark, protecting your family, hoping they're in the secure place, hoping they're jumped in the tub and they're laying down. That's Think about how hard it is now to reload a, 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 an AK at that point. It's, a, it's an impossibility. You can't even drop a mag and pop a new clip in. They've made it so impossible. They've made it so impossible to protect your home. Yeah. Yeah. It's all true. All true. And, and and the bigger the other question is I did How do we keep ending up with these people like John Cornyn? How about like the Susan Obama Collins? clip from 08? It was all the same players. So. Yeah, but I mean on the Republican side specifically, these 14, like you look at who's on the list. Like how do we keep getting John Cornyn in Texas? In Texas. How do we keep getting him? It's not like is this a surprise to people that, that, that he's on this list? Because it, it's the same thing in every district. Oh, you know, Congress sucks. They have a 12% favorability rating, right? Except for my guy. They're out there. They're squeezing the hands. They're kissing the babies. Oh, he's what, you know, everybody else thinks, but my guy is good. He's good. To the rest of the country, your guy sucks. But you think he's good, which is why, which is all he needs. He just needs his small patch of people to think he's good. I mean, I, I don't know. And you multiply that across the country, that's how you end up with John Cornyn's. Yeah, maybe. People seem surprised, though, is my point. Oh, John Cornyn. It's not a surprise. This guy's like Mitch, Mitch, the Mitch McConnell of Texas. All right, more on this, more sports, more news coming up. What even is that top of the hour live from Studio 6B on a Wednesday? So let's get back to the news of the day. Cut one, G. Here was, um, here was the president today on his ideas. Roll that. I'd like to uh, talk to you about the actions I'm announcing to bring down gas prices. <clears throat> First, today I'm calling on Congress to suspend the federal gas tax for the next 90 days through the busy summer season, busy travel season. By suspending the 18 cent gas tax, federal gas tax, for the next 90 days, we can bring down the price of gas and give families just a little bit of relief. I call on the companies to pass this along every penny of this 18 cent reduction to the consumers. Every penny. This is well, there's no time pennies, now yes. for profiteering. Sense. There are a number of other proposals by Democrats in the House and the Senate. And I hope my call for action can help move those proposals forward as well. But we can also cut gas prices even more in another way. That's why the second action I'm taking is calling on states 
to either suspend the state gas tax as well or find other ways to deliver some relief. Now, I fully oh, understand a that a gas tax holiday alone find is not going to fix the problem, but it will provide families some immediate relief, just a little bit of breathing room as we continue working to bring down prices for the long haul. I wonder how many pennies that brand new screen behind him he's got cost. I don't know. So somebody did the math. If you drive um, at 18 cents, you drive certain amount of, they did the math on what a normal person driving around to work, down back to work, whatever it is. So I put it, I put this on our getter. Comes out to be about $2 a week in savings. We're in the money. $2 a week. Wow. If they decide to pass it on. If they decide to pass it on, which we know the Democrats are not in for cutting taxes no matter what it is. So I, I would expect this is DOA in the first place. But the idea that they rolled this out like it was some big deal. But I'll get to the key line he said today here in a second. But first, let's get to the Wall Street Journal. They say, let's call the roll on President Biden's ideas to reduce high gasoline prices. He's tried lobbying the Saudis to no avail. Releasing oil from the U.S. Strategic Reserve, well, the market yawned at that. Tacking oil and gas companies for not drilling or refining enough. But he also wants to put those companies out of business, meanwhile. By the way, they're going to be at the White House tomorrow. Some of the big oil companies are going to be at the White House tomorrow for a meeting. You know who's not going to that meeting? Take a wild guess. Now comes the feeblest effort so far, they say. White House request on Wednesday that Congress suspend the 18.4 cents a gallon federal gas tax for three months. That's only long enough to reduce the irritation of drivers or uh, voters every time they fill up the tank during the summer driving season. Has there ever been a more transparently cynical vote-buying policy exercise? Uh, yes, we forget. Student loan cancellation. Yes, exactly. Uh, Democrats have long mocked the idea of a gas tax holiday. And, of course, I just played you um, President Obama and then-candidate Obama from 2008. Now, if you remember this week, um, Joe Biden said that he had spoken to Larry Summers on the phone, which, of course, I'm calling BS on. Yeah. But if he did, I was thinking today, you know, maybe Larry is the one who gave him the idea for this gas tax. He's an Obama guy, big Democrat, former Treasury Secretary. Uh, Larry Summers must have been the reason that Biden, since he talked to him this week, I'm sure he must have told him what he was thinking about doing. Larry must have said, good idea, Joe. That's a good start. 18.4 cents. It'll save people $2 a week. Here's Larry talking about today on Bloomberg. What a great idea he, it was that he gave uh, Biden that. Cut 6G. Roll it. I think we are plumbing the depths of new bad ideas uh, with that one. First of all, gas prices are going to fluctuate all over the place, so nobody may see anything very substantial out of it. Second of all, lower prices for gasoline will tend to be offset by higher prices for other things as consumers have higher incomes and are able to shift spending uh, to other spheres. Third, it runs exactly in the opposite direction of all the things we're trying to do 
in the <laughs> environmental area. And fourth, you may get some, if you did get some little bit of deflationary shock when you put the gas tax holiday into place, you're going to get some offsetting inflationary shock when you uh, remove uh, the gas tax. It goes in exactly the opposite direction of paying for more infrastructure, which everybody uh, thinks uh, we need. Look, I think there needs to be a lesson learned about gimmicks that poll well. They're like sugar highs. They make you feel good, but they really often don't redound to anybody's, anybody's substantial political benefit. What's remarkable is that all those much-discussed tax credits, uh, the $2,000 checks that were getting mailed to everybody, did substantial economic damage, and nobody remembers them. So they didn't even deliver the political benefit. So I hope we can step back and think about doing uh, the right thing and move a bit away from trendy gimmicks. Okay, well, maybe it wasn't Larry who gave him, <laughs> gave him the idea after all. I love the Chiron. <laughs> yes. Summer's uh, gas tax holiday equals bad idea. It's just comical to me that Biden could lie anytime he wants and he's never called out on it. Or, or... Maybe that's exactly what Larry told Joe, but Joe didn't hear that. Or that's the way he interpreted well, it. Well, Joe dozed off during that time. Right. Yeah. Or yeah. maybe there's a bigger plan here. He just didn't understand it. I mean, let's do some sports, and then when we get back, we'll get to the real key line today of, the, of this announcement that he made. Uh, let's do some sports, though. We'll get to that when we get back. And here with that is Slick Rick. Rick Emirati, what's going on, Hi, pal? Stanley Cup Game 4 Finals update right now. Lightning continue to lead the Avalanche 1-0. Uh, it's with two minutes to go in the first period. And NCAA Men's College World Series getting down to the finals here, guys. We got Arkansas and Ole Miss right now. Arkansas continues to lead 2-1. to one, uh, Middle of the sixth inning with Ole Miss coming to bat. Arkansas in a must-win situation. If they can win tonight, they will force a elimination game to get to the finals. That'll be tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. And uh, Mal Mallory Schnell of NCAA.com reports, Oklahoma eliminates Texas A&M to advance to Men's College World Series Finals. The Oklahoma Sooners are on to the uh, 2022 Men's College World Series Finals after eliminating number 5 Texas A&M 5-1 this afternoon. Uh, David Sandlin struck out 12 batters in 7 innings for the Sooners. The Aggies' lone home run came from a Dylan Rock uh, solo homer in the 6th inning. The Sooners got a crucial 3 run blast from Jimmy Crooks in the first inning to go up early. Oklahoma now awaits the winner of tonight's Old Miss versus Arkansas to face off for the title. The Sooners are going for the first title since 1994 and third overall. And check that. The Oklahoma Sooners women softball team just won their second consecutive championship last week. So, oh, Oklahoma Sooner baseball. Good stuff. Uh, and uh, we got a little message here from the PGA to a big D. And I want to thank Getter Follower Anti-Tater. Hopefully he's watching tonight. Uh, he, he put me wise to this story. PGA Tour adding big ticket events for the 2023 season to compete with Live Golf. This is Chalina Goldman of Yardbarker. The PGA Tour issued its response to Live Golf, tempting pro golfers by using huge paychecks as bait. Oh, what a surprise. This week, the tour announced it will add events to its 2023 schedule, including about three events for the top 50 golfers in the FedEx Cup standings, with the purse for these events being upward of $20 million. There are different reports as to whether all these events will take place in the fall or be spread throughout the 2023 season. 
season. Golf Week further explained that only the top 70 players in FedEx Cup points will qualify for the first playoff tournament, the FedEx St. Jude's Championship. The top 50 from the event will move on to the BMW Championship, and the top 30 from there will play in the Tour Championship. Three events are expected to be played across Europe, Asia, and the Middle East. The pivot by the MPGA Tour comes as it continues to battle with players wanting to try out the new Live Golf, the Breakaway League, which has caused a ton of controversy for being funded by Saudi Arabia's public investment fund. features a smaller field and doesn't have cuts, but it pays participants huge sums of money. So, looking like uh, PGA wants to get, uh, you know, throw out a little more money at the players. Maybe they'll uh, be able to retain them. They've suspended 17 players so far. It's unbelievable. Well, the players who said that the PGA was up to something obviously now have been proven right. Yep. Meanwhile, right, they're worried about uh, Saudi money, but China's money is just fine. Exactly. That's a wrap. All right, hour two coming up. What even is that? More news, more sports, more videos. We'll get to the real um, the real crux of what's going on here with this gas tax. <laughs> from Studio 6B on a Wednesday night. Paul Nolan's doing the news. Rick Amorati's got sports. Geo Fran holding it down as always. The people in the uh, Getter chat, of course, we're streamed live on Real America's Voice at Real AM Voice. Some people still looking for us on the at LFS6B page. We don't stream there. We stream on the Real AM Voice page on Getter at Real AM Voice. That's Real America's Voice Getter page. We're streaming there as part of their stream every night, 8 to 10. That's where you can chat with the community. I still get a lot of calls about, or a lot of messages about where we are at. And that's where we're at, for those listening. Um, And the other thing I get a lot of questions about is the commercials. And I don't know, I'll say it for the 19th millionth and first time. We don't uh, control the commercials. Those of you asking about the commercials and why they're this and why they're that. Commercials are controlled by the network you're watching it on. Correct. Right. Uh, Someone in the chat says, Damon, your cop friend is wrong. What happened in Uvalde? Same thing as Columbine. Wait out shooter. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm just telling you, he tells me that that, that there's no one he knows, at least, I mean, I'm in New York. Yeah. And and, that 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 would happen. And and the tactics that were were changed was a result of Columbine. I've heard plenty plenty of law enforcement officers saying Columbine changed everything. Now it's address... You know, go towards the shooting, address the shooter, take out the shooter before he kills anybody else. Yeah. That's that's just the way they're trained these days. But for some reason, I guess that didn't filter down to Evaldi. Uh, I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, 1776 Rav Chef Kitchens, that's a good name, says, Papa Nolan, tell David Zier, cook-off is on, Ooh. and I'm coming for him. Ooh. I'm going to be the judge of that. Okay. Send... P- let me know when it is. I won't eat for a day and <laughs> strap on the feed bag. <laughs> yeah. M. Lanza says, pipe down, Damon. Pipe down on what? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't even understand that. Yeah, maybe you should, well, we all just pipe down. People just yeah. watch us sitting here. Just, <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> <laughs> pipe 
puffing on our pipes. I'm okay with this. <laughs> Sudi June says, love you all. Great program. Thank you all. So the, the Gatter Chat's fired up as always. Good yep. to see that. So now it's up. time here on Live from Studio 6B for one of my new favorite segments. I hope you enjoy it as well. And that would be Rick Delgado with a segment called What Even Is That? Wow, Damon, you almost make it feel like it's brand new, like we've never done this before. It does feel that way, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, of course, after a very nice weekend of Father's Day, everyone, in which we hope you enjoyed yours and celebrating and stuff, it looks like another daddy. I miss Daddy T, true. <laughs> yeah, no, no, not that one, unfortunately. Uh. Though we do miss him and his $2 gas. This particular daddy, also known as the uh, federal government, or specifically the Biden regime, is the one I'm talking about. This daddy is not the one you celebrate on Father's Day, because let's face it, this is the daddy that went out for cigarettes, milk, and green energy back in January of 2021 and never came back. Yeah, much like the deadbeat dad that walks out on his family, this dad, uh, or should I say deadbeat, walked out on his country. Like he just met some 20-something Ukrainian mail-order bride or a fang-fang lookalike. And just like this deadbeat dad, who seems to be related to, who had to have a judge force him to pay child support and blames everybody else for things that went wrong, especially when it comes to where's my gun and, and the economy. That's because deadbeat dad Biden has gone from blaming the pandemic to blaming Putin to now laying the blame squarely on you, the American people. And he does it with no regrets because, let's face it, he probably thinks he's perfect or a god. Uh, but don't worry, because like all deadbeat dads, at some point, they come back. Bobby, it's me. Yeah. Roberto. Yeah. And instead of taking the blame, they do the next best thing. Yeah. They try to buy you off. As mom tries to keep the household going, working two jobs, trying to make ends meet, deadbeat dad comes by in his new sports car and tries to buy your love and blank your memory by offering you gifts. Can you tell I've had some experience with this? Uh, Yeah, this is my dad. Uh, He dumped us about 40 years ago. My kids today call him El Chapo because to them, that's what he looks like. But enough about that loser. Let's go back. Let's go back to the other loser. And yes, that's me in the Archie mask. Um, So after everything that's gone wrong. (laughs) That's a cry for help. (laughs) So after... So after everything that's gone that's wrong, me in the Archie. <laughs> yeah, it is. Go back to it. Sugar, Jason. sugar. That's me in the Archie mask. That's the best you've ever looked. <laughs> <laughs> so after everything that's gone wrong since yeah. he's turned his back on his country, <laughs> deadbeat Biden is back, yeah. and guess what? He wants to buy your love. How? With money, of course. He's going to make it rain. Check out this headline. Biden says he's considering the federal gas tax holiday we've been talking about. Yeah. Sounds awesome, right? But make no mistake, this is just the first thing. According to the article, President Biden is weighing the possibility of that federal gas tax holiday as millions of Americans continue to face pain at the pump. He says, and I quote, I hope to have a decision based on the data I'm looking at by the end of the week. Okay, let's stop right there. Deadbeat Biden is not looking at any data. This clod can't even read his teleprompter correctly. (laughs) All right. But he did sound excited when he said it. And I'm sure that you are, too, at the prospect of putting 18 cents back in your pocket 
They're going to be getting checks in the mail that are consequential. Yeah, consequential for what they don't include. And that's what he wants you to think, that it's going to be consequential. Not enough, you say? Still stinging from the memories of having your friends' dads come home from work, take their kids out for ice cream or a game of catch? Well, hold on there, little junior cast aside and demoralized self, because deadbeat Joey (laughs) wants to give you this. Yep. President Biden said Monday that a gas rebate card are, are one of the actions his administration is considering to alleviate the pain of seemingly ever-rising gas prices in the U.S. Yeah, that's right, money. A quick tally shows, oh, about 18 cents plus whatever dollar amount they can come up with for the gas cards, and Deadbeat is hoping that that'll be enough to erase, erase your memory and buy your love. I don't want to hear any more of these lies about reckless spending. We're changing people's lives. Yeah, <laughs> changing lives. I mean, what even is that? You're changing lives, all right, but not in a good way. Yeah. You see, Deadbeat Daddy here isn't showing you is that what Deadbeat Dads have been doing for decades. He's just going to be doing it on a bigger scale. How big? Well, ask Deadbeat Biden this question. Hey, Deadbeat, where'd you get the money for all these gifts? You guys are bad. I'm not supposed to be answering all these questions. I'm supposed to leave, but I can't oh resist your questions. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> um, you, you know. You, uh, of, co- of course he, he wants to resist your questions because he's pots. getting the money from you. That's why. <laughs> yeah, much like the typical deadbeat dad who doesn't give mom any money, she needs to pay the bills and make ends meet and give her a break. He takes that money, which is essentially yours and hers, to buy you off with. Yeah, deadbeat Biden is doing the same thing. He's just using your money, which the government has collected in the form of taxes, and is now throwing a few bucks your way in hopes that, you know, this will take your focus off the fact that he's a deadbeat and he's buying you crap with your money. But hey, don't worry, he's the good guy, and he's going to take credit for you for buying you a gift. Come on, don't make things up, okay? (laughs) I'm not making it up. Believe me, it's the truth. And they just don't want you to know. Sadly, though, many Americans will fall for it either because they're feeling the pinch of the spiraling economy and need to get anything they can, uh, you know, for themselves, or they need to believe the lie. Because like the kid who's been dumped by his dad, admitting that he'd been lied to, it's just too painful. So, as you watch Deadbeat take off in his brand new ride, (laughs) yeah. Just remember, the money he wants to give you comes with strings. He expects nothing less than to buy your silence, your compliance, and to take your focus away from the real problem and that our country has been abandoned. Yeah, by this deadbeat dad. (sighs) Big Daddy D, back to you. All right. Daddy T. Yeah, Daddy T. (laughs) Very good. What even is that? Well done, Rick. Thank you. Well done, brother. Well done. Very nice. There he goes. Man. Good. All right, uh, nine minutes past the if hour. That life. wasn't so painful and sad. It would have been funny. <laughs> can what? we just? Um, Everyone give Rick a hug. Know, can we just revisit one one part of that? <laughs> you mean El Chapo? <laughs> <laughs> Boy, he missed out on having a kid as a complete riot. Uh. <laughs> Archie mask. Yeah, I was a big Archie fan back then. <laughs> It looks more what's like a serial the, uh, killer's mask. <laughs> well, nowadays, yeah. What's on the uh, What's on the PJs there? Oh no, that's the whole Archie outfit. Oh, you know when you when you had back then, Damon, before you were uh, running around like a tyke. Um, 
They had the plastic you know, mask. You know, when Damon which, was three and he was six foot one? Right, yeah. <laughs> Archie. You had the yeah, plastic didn't you read mask, the comics? He always wore a shirt with in. his own face on it. What did you say? So didn't you read the Archie comics? He always wore a shirt with his own face on it. Yeah. So did Jughead. Oh, yeah. I forgot. So anyhow, with the mask, you know, which you couldn't breathe through, they also had a plastic, you know, thing that was supposed to be their, their body. <laughs> yeah, it's more like a rain tarp. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're and it was plastic. against it, sticking. <laughs> you felt like a human color form. Like, you stick to that thing. <laughs> it was, oh. and it would, and it would, it would probably. Uh, I think it would be torn by the end of the night. Always, yeah, because yeah. it was just cheap plastic. It ca- yeah, right. It came in a bag with like six bucks. <laughs> yeah, that's what we wore. That's what oh, we wore. God, da- Damon grew funny. up in Connecticut. He probably had, you know, mom make make his own, <laughs> you know. Funny. Yeah. Jack and the Beanstalk costume for him or something. For what? Halloween? Yeah. Did your She's mom not, make your costume? You might as Chewbacca <laughs> every year. <laughs> what was I, Jack or the Beanstalk? No, you were the giant. <laughs> <laughs> the big ogre. <laughs> oh, that's funny, Rick. Is that yeah, funny? Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> oh, God. All right, that was good, Rick. Really no, no, good. Shrek. Um, let's do a little news, Paul. Do we have any news? Uh, we don't have yeah, much time Yeah, let's just check here, on the... Uh, you know, Civics Daily tracking poll shows that uh, uh, Joe Biden is still bottoming out with a 32% job approval rating. It's amazingly it, high for me. Yeah, me too. Um, when Biden hit 32% a few days back, it seemed counterintuitive with most polls showing him in the high 30s and low 40s. But here we are four days later and his number remains 32%. Moreover, the disapproval rating is 56%, which is a massive gap of 24 points. Uh, what is more is 32% is no longer an outlier. Quinnipiac, a notoriously uh, left-wing pollster group, uh, shows Biden with an approval rating of 35% with a 58% dis- uh, disapproving. That's a 23-point gap. But most importantly, um, among black Americans, only 59% approve of slow Joe today. When mm-hmm. Biden uh, took office, 85% approved. That's a 26-point dive. Um, he's still upside down with Hispanics, only a 41% approval of the job he's doing, while 45% disapprove. Uh, when Biden took office, 64% approved and only 26% disapproved. Um What's uh what's killing Hunter? Guys, you want to take one guess? One guess? Uh the economy. Mm-hmm. So that's what uh everyone's saying here, the economy, it's uh what's just driving these numbers down and his incredible ability to inspire people. Uh, yes. <laughs> Communicate. Yes. I'm kidding. And as people say in the chat mostly, the 32 is a joke. How can it be 32? It's way too high. Yeah. How it's can it be 32? BS 32. Maybe two or three, one of those two, well, but not together. It's probably. Don't make things up, okay? Yeah, don't make things up, Paul. Big Daddy T. All right, live from Studio 6B on a Wednesday. More to do back after this. continues to rise some big numbers coming out at the end of the month we'll see what uh, 
Do we have another negative quarter of growth? We'll see at the end of the month. We'll find out. And then, of course, in July, we'll get a whole lot of numbers, a whole lot of earnings. Uh, you got to consider your financial alternatives, though, as I've been telling you. One of the options is uh, physical gold and silver and the folks to talk to there. If you're interested in that, is our friends at Birch Gold Group. Birch Gold, experts in precious metals and A-plus rating with their Better Business Bureau. Thousands of satisfied customers. Most importantly, they'll give you options. You can buy gold coins. You can convert an existing IRA to a gold IRA. You can even convert an eligible 401k account to a gold IRA. Here's how you get started. Text the word AMERICA. Send it to 989898 for your free information kit from our friends at Birch Gold Group. That's it. Just text the word AMERICA and send it to 989898. That's how you get started. Let Birch Gold Group show you uh, how to protect your new gold and silver investments in a tax-sheltered account. They've made it super easy. All you have to do is text the word AMERICA, send it to 989898, and get your free information kit from Birch Gold. Find out how owning gold and silver could help protect your savings. All right, 18 past the hour, live from Studio 6B. Uh, Rick D, uh, take me to the sea, wants to know Betty or Veronica? Uh, definitely, uh, yeah, Veronica. I'll take Betty then. All okay. right, you're well, on. Whoever, what, what, I'll take anything, I don't care. If it comes up. Yeah. Lovely. September, <laughs> Sept T1 <laughs> says lying Joe poll numbers. They're about 10% overall. I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that may still be too high, but that's probably closer. I'm uh, looking at the chat, see what other, um. Smart-ass comments there are about my <laughs> what I'm wearing or my hair or anything else. <laughs> Tell David Zier Uber Eats isn't cooking, Paul. Do you agree with that? Yeah. He talks a big game. He has a broadly food in here, though. I, that's, that's, a, that's an excellent point. I hear Harry on the highway talks about it all the time. Quack D. Queen said uh, the Birch <clears throat> Gold people rock. That's nice to hear. Okay. 32% of poll came from the ballot box mules. <laughs> uh, this is a good one. September good. T1 also says Oz has already turned on President Trump. Well, geez, couldn't have seen that coming. Couldn't have seen that coming. Since the night of the election, Oz hasn't mentioned uh, Trump. And now he takes down all of the Trump pictures on his Twitter and replaces them with just himself. Is that true? Yeah. yeah. He's unreal. And if you're surprised, then, I mean... You'll also be surprised when uh, somewhere down the line you start looking at Katie Britton going, oh, geez, I wonder why McConnell backed her. My opinion. But we'll see. Um, all right, let's do some sports here. And here with that is uh, Slick Rick, Rick Amorati. What's going on, Slick Rick? Breaking news uh, earlier today, a Diego Maradona death. Eight doctors, nurses to be tried for homicide in Argentina. This is an AP report. Eight people who took care of soccer legend Diego Maradona will be tried in Argentina courts for homicide, according to a ruling released on Wednesday following an investigation into his November 2020 death due to cardiac arrest. In the 236-page document seen by Reuters, the judge in charge of the case questioned the behaviors, uh, act or by omission of each of the accused, which led to it and contributed to the realization of the harmful result. The ruling said that eight people, including doctors, nurses, and a psychologist who cared for Maradona at the time of his death, are accused of simple homicide, a serious charge that means taking a life with intent. A medical board appointed to investigate Maradona's death concluded in 2021 that the soccer star's medical team acted in an inappropriate, deficient, and reckless manner. Maradona was considered one of the greatest soccer players in history, battled drug and alcohol 
abuse for years. Uh, Mario Baudry, a lawyer for one of Maradona's sons, told Reuters that the World Cup winner was in a situation of helplessness by the time of his death. Maradona died on November 25, 2020, at the age of 60. The defendants named in the ruling were Maradona's neurosurgeon and personal doctor, psychiatrists, psychologists, nurses, um, and um, other attending doctors. The defendants have denied responsibility for Maradona's death. The judge said the lawyers, for, for some of them, had requested the case be uh, dismissed. The crime of simple homicide in Argentina usually, usually settles, uh, leads to a sentence of 8 to 25 years in prison, according to the country's penal code. There is no set date for the trial yet, but, you know, he's a big name, probably the biggest name in Argentina, you know, as far as sports goes. And, uh, wow, it's just some story. And uh, Roger the Goodell says he has no authority to remove Daniel Snyder as owner of the Washington Commanders. This is an ESPN News Service report. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell says he has no authority to remove Daniel Snyder as owner of the Washington Commanders amid ongoing scrutiny into the organization's workplace culture and accusations from women employees of pervasive sexual harassment by team executives. Goodell testified today before members of Congress at a hearing by the House Committee uh, on Oversight and Reform. At one point near the end of more than two hours of testimony, Goodell was questioned by Rep. Rashida Talib, the Democrat of Michigan, who asked whether Goodell and the league are willing to do more to punish Snyder. <laughs> Big D in my head. After initially asking whether he would recommend Snyder's removal as owner of the commanders, Talib followed up by asking Goodell, will you remove him? I don't have the authority to remove him, Congresswoman Goodell responded. An NFL owner can be removed only by three quarters, uh, 24 out of 32 majority vote of fellow owners, although Goodell does have the ability to officially recommend such a vote. The NFL is unwilling or unable to hold Mr. Snyder accountable, Maloney said. That is why I'm announcing now my intent to issue a subpoena for Mr. Snyder for a deposition next week. So basically, they're on a witch hunt, and the Republicans on the committee accused the Democrats of going after an NFL team to distract from more pressing issues and exceeding the scope of the committee's mission. A core responsibility of this committee is to conduct oversight of the executive branch, but this entire Congress, Democrats have turned a blind eye to the Biden administration, said Kentucky GOP Rep. James uh, Coma. The uh, committee's ranking member in Instead, the Oversight Committee is investing a single private organization for workplace misconduct that occurred years ago. So again, it's the, you know, it's the usual shell game of, of moving things around, and uh, this has really got so blown out of proportion. I have another story in the next segment about uh, J- uh, Jack Del Rio. He was questioned about that as well uh, as he was on the stand earlier today. So uh, we'll get to that in the last segment, Big Dave. That's a wrap in sports. Back to you. Still one nothing. Tampa Bay leading in the second period. <clears throat> okay, very good. Slick Rick, thanks. Let's do a little more. Uh, sports was brought to you by our friend Mike Lindell, by the way, uh, mypillow.com slash LFS6B, LFS6B at checkout. If you want to buy anything, slippers, towels, all the great deals they have on our page, uh, somewhere between 10 and 60% off. I don't even know how you stay in business given 60% off, but they do it because a lot of you support them and he needs it right now. Well, you know, the, you know, the Walmart deal, my new shirt's coming out F Walmart. Cause that's what I think. Nice. Um, so, uh, uh, mypillow.com slash LFS6B. God, what am I saying? Uh, let's do some news now with Paul Nolan. What's going on, Mr. Nolan? Yeah, I'm, are you okay? No, I mean, I just, I don't know. <laughs> just a, the brain doesn't get it to the mouth as quick, you know. I don't know. Ah, you or know, I listen just... to too much Biden. Maybe it's just rubbing off. I don't <laughs> you're, know. You're on, you're on the downside of it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, you're on the back nine. Don't worry yeah. about it. It happens to all of us. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> Great. Red wave, maybe see. The 10th fairway. <laughs> 
and you just well, that's generous. <laughs> All right, I'm on 13. It's a part three. <laughs> Red wave may recede to become a ripple in Maine after stunning Democrat win. This is from the Epic Times. One takeaway from the Maine Republican Party: stunning June 14th loss of a closely watched special election to fill the vacant state Senate seat. In a key swing district is that social issues matter. Uh, the reverberations of the landslide victory of the two-term state rep, Nicole Grahowski, a progressive Democrat from Ellsworth, continue to rock the Republican narrative of a coming red wave in this fall's midterm election. The main GOP put up its candidate, a well-known businessman, uh, Brian Langley, also of Ellsworth, who had been elected twice to represent the 7th District until he was term-limited out in 2018. In Maine, a term-limited official can come back to run for the same office again as long as the new bid is not consecutive with the previous terms. And um, Langley told Epic uh, that a very low voter turnout uh, by Republicans was a significant factor in his loss. He said, I was surprised by the numbers. So um, I don't know. You know, it's uh, I'm not buying that narrative at all. What what do you think? I think the girl in Texas there is a much bigger deal down in South Texas in 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 a very blue district. And the numbers for for Democrats with Latinos is a much bigger narrative. That has way more. Um, so you don't think the narrative that Texas is turning purple so they can stuff ballots there too? You don't think that's true? No, it's actually been turning more red. No, no, I know, but they keep saying on the news. I'm just talking oh, about the news narratives, the, the nonsense. News yes. All right, live from Studio Six B on a Wednesday. More news when we get back. From Studio 6B on a Wednesday, so let's get to uh, let's get to some video here, G. We got good stuff to go through. Let's start with the LOL of the day because if there was, um, if you could capture a moment in time that really truly represents the January 6th committee, this has got to be that moment. Of course, the gentleman providing us the moment, I don't think was quite aware that he was providing us this moment. But um, I think you'll realize what I'm talking about as we watch this, the LOL of the day, from all of people of the Washington Post, believe it or not, I believe this is. Uh, Roll it, G. These are the four witnesses we heard from today, uh, Gabe Sterling, Brad Raffensperger, and Rusty Bowers, all of them describing the pressure they were facing. (laughs) In previous hearings, we've heard from others who were on the receiving end of pressure, including someone that was mentioned a fair amount today, (laughs) B.J. Pack, former U.S. attorney for the Northern District of Georgia, who resigned uh, when he was unable to substantiate the allegations of fraud against Shea Moss. <laughs> so not only were they under pressure. Yeah. So there you go. Wow. That is literally a scene out of South Park, and I was so <laughs> tempted to tack it on at the end, but it's a little. Their version's a little more uh, just detailed. <laughs> wow. So just so you know, like 
I, I was the last to get that one. But could you go back and watch his reaction when he realizes what he has done? <laughs> he, does, he does realize. <laughs> that was weird. You can catch it. Uh, when he was unable to substantiate <laughs> the allegations of fraud against Shea. <laughs> it's right at head level, too. Like and it's, it's right towards it's his just, face. It's, it's, it's just a In the face. <laughs> <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> the oh. January 6th committee, the perfect. Oh, pic- man. A picture's worth a thousand. A picture says it all. How about that? Wow. There you oh, go. Just slide Bill Barr over a little bit then. Would you, you rather be in one of the little circles or the big uh, circle? <laughs> the only thing he didn't do was you to say, try. Would you rather be a bean or a Frank? <laughs> The only thing he didn't try to do was to try to move it over a bit. <laughs> Jesus. I don't know. Good God. There you go. So, I mean, I thought that was pretty funny. A um, couple other things I want to get to. Put up my screen here, G, just so we can finally put this to uh, put this to an end. Here is the um, the chart on U.S. retail gasoline prices. Here is um, President Trump, the red dot. Here is where President Biden takes office. Right here, the blue dot. And here is where Ukraine gets invaded. So please stop with this. Just please stop. There's the chart. Um, Yeah, we're going to get to cut seven in a second. Uh, Let's do cut 17. I want to get to this because this is another... um, like this chart, just another nonsensical argument we keep hearing from the White House that was put to rest today. Whether this was on purpose or he slipped, I don't know. But I was thinking Jerome Powell may be fired by the end of the day after this moment. Cut 17, roll that. Given how inflation has escalated over the past 18 months, would you say that the war in Ukraine is the primary driver of inflation in America? No, inflation was high before, certainly before the uh, war in Ukraine broke out. Okay. So let's just put that to bed. So those are the two big talking points you've heard about. Gasoline, Putin's invasion, inflation, Putin's invasion, and (sighs) both of them couldn't be farther from the truth. So, um, all right, we've talked a lot on this show, just to get serious for just a second, because this goes to really the moment of the day in the Biden hearing. We've talked a lot, if you remember, leading up uh, a couple years ago, and maybe last year too, but definitely leading up to the election about Biden and what he wanted to do to single-family homes, AFFH, if you remember. We talked about it a lot. Started in the Obama administration. President Trump rightly put an end to it. Um, Well, it's back, but it's back in a different form. And this is from Linda Killian today. Why Democrats want to now get rid of the suburbs. The war on America's suburbs has opened a new front buried in President Biden, buried in President Biden's proposed budget for 2023 is a $10 billion bribe for suburban communities to remove zoning barriers to high-density housing. The federal government promises the suburbs funding for street improvements, traffic control, water, sewer lines, if they adopt Housing forward policies that eliminate single family zoning and open their communities to 
affordable housing. So they're not calling it AFFH anymore. Now it's buried in his budget bill. This is no benign endeavor to provide more housing. It is a strong signal to Democrat-controlled states to gear up the decades-long effort to bludgeon affluent communities into submitting to housing justice and providing their quote-unquote fair share. The New York metro area has been ground zero for efforts to erode local zoning. And if Democrats retain the governorship and supermajorities in both houses of the legislature, the pressure will be on New York's officials to enact legislation first to weaken local zoning and then to outright destroy it. Their new tools are accessory dwelling units, ADUs, which can be apartments over garages, standalone dwellings, large multifamily transit-oriented developments surrounding train stations, and bus depots. These efforts are being fueled by housing activists and progressive think tanks like the Brookings Institute, which declared in January 2022, quote, by some measures, the suburban counties around New York City have some of the worst exclusionary zoning in the nation. To understand the hostility that is coming to the suburbs, some background here should be useful. The initial strategy, the initial strategy, which we've talked about, was to usurp local control through litigation brought by the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. It had limited success because to eviscerate local control, HUD had approved racial discrimination, which by the 90s had largely been eradicated. And we've told you this, the suburbs are more diverse now than they've ever been. So HUD tried another tactic. In 2009, HUD and housing activists forced New York's Westchester County into a settlement to build 750 units of affordable housing due to the county's sloppy reporting of its federal housing grants. Then HUD tried to use the settlement as a wedge to expand the agreement and force Westchester to sue individual municipalities to change their zoning. In early 2022, Governor Kathy Hochul, who stepped into her role on Andrew Cuomo's departure, tried to sneak into her executive budget, mandated ADUs and TODs, both of which would end local zoning. In the case of ADUs, municipalities would be prevented from using setback or parking requirements. In the case of TODs, local zoning would be eviscerated and replaced with state control. Negative reaction from the suburbs was swift. Rob Astorino said this is a sledgehammer to the suburbs. Governor Hochul and the Democrats are trying to abolish single-family residential zoning. Faced with bipartisan opposition, Hochul backed down, but her action is only a temporary tactical retreat from the progressives' long-term plan to turn the suburbs into state-controlled, monolithic residential areas built around mass transit. So how does this relate to what happened today? In the middle of his speech today, Biden said this. Cut seven, G, roll it. We're doing everything we can to reduce this pain at the pump now. And if those experiences have shown us anything, is that we need to grow and harness more energy here at home. 
Let's lower the price of electric vehicles so we never have to pay at the pump in the first place. Major auto companies are preparing for a 50% of future sales to be electric vehicles by 2030, 100% by 2035. We're already building secure supply chains to build these electric vehicles here in America. Listen. And we're investing almost $100 billion in public transit and rail. For all the studies show that it will take millions of cars off the road and significantly reduce pollution if there's a serious transportation system available. So that's the money statement. We get gas high enough, push towards this green degrowth movement, get millions of cars off the road, bring in transit, trains, and then change the suburbs. Start compacting out these suburbs with all public transportation running through all of these, what used to be single-family housing. That's the grand plan. Which would get millions of cars off the road. That, to me, is the, that's the biggest line of the whole thing. They see it as a dystopia, and they want to see it like the World of Minority Report. They want to see uh, everybody on their rail systems dropped off mm-hmm. in certain places, and those are the hubs you're at. Yep. They want complete control and a complete power grid. It's just that. It's going to be what car you can drive. It's going to be where you can go. It's going to be what material you can use. It's going to be how how many times you're able to. It's going to be all AI. Yeah. It's going to be, you know. It's, it's going to be top-down control because it, I, I just heard about something that happened in China where some, I guess some uh, people wanted to go uh, protest. And, of course, the government found out about it. But because they have that social credit system set up, uh, they were locked out of using mass transit. They couldn't get anywhere. There you go. Total control. Control of the money, the digital yep. currency. Control of your control transportation. Control of what you can, where you can go, where how you can, you can get there, yeah, expand the rail this. system, take the cars off the road. You control every commodity. Make the gas high enough to, you don't, that we, uh, we all have to go do, uh, you know, drive our Teslas or yeah. whatever. How about this? Beef is now in, in, impossible to have. Oh, milk can't have that either. But we have this new fancy fandangled processed one we made in a, in a lab. Costs us a penny to make. We'll sell it for 19 cents. This is they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna do everything in their power to control every single commodity with a digital currency. Yeah, and and then Time Magazine had an article a couple weeks ago that said America should end its love affair with single family homes. <clears throat> Again, another push to push everybody into into you know high rise buildings, you know all those buildings that China built that nobody seems to live in. Um, yeah, this this, but they're finding out the one town I guess they tried to do this with in Colorado. They're finding out it's a tough sell because as people were there at this meeting, they said, "What about single family homes?" Because I would like to own one someday, and that's the bottom line. That's part of the American dream is owning your own home. You know, well, you live in an apartment that's or right. a condo as you know as you're coming up. Well, that's why they tell you that America was a colonial, you know. Uh, you know, patriarchy of, of evil slave owners because the American dream is just a form of ugliness and the green lawn is colonialism. And, and that's why they've tried to, to tell you everything about our history was evil and racist and the American dream is just garbage. All right, we'll wrap it up. More sports, a little more news, a couple good stories. Live from Studio 6B on a Wednesday.
some sports. 13 to the hour before we wrap it up. Try to get to Ben Burkham's video from today. Just unbelievable. Uh, let's do some sports with Slick Rick. What's going on, Slick Rick? Uh, Big D. Well, NHL Game 4, Amelie Arena, Tampa. Lightning have gone ahead 2-1. to one. They're resilient, looking to tie the series at 2. And uh, could be a good move for Big D. Pick up 2,500 tonight. But we'll see. You know, one goal in hockey isn't a whole lot. But there's 428 to go in this second period. And they're on the road. 2-1, to one, Lightning. And uh, look, Arkansas <laughs> looking to force a... Elim- oh, uh, an elimination game. Uh, Arkansas right now up three to one over Ole Miss. Arkansas throwing a pitching a three uh, three hitter. So uh, top of the ninth inning now, and uh, well, it could be a big final game to see who plays the uh, College World Series against Oklahoma coming up this weekend. And Roger Goodell gets grilled over fine imposed on Jack Del Rio. You know, uh, they called him to the table this uh, uh, earlier today, Roger Goodell, the commissioner, uh, and he explained his decision to testify before the House Oversight Committee potentially will open up a Pandora's box of potential questions. Representative Jim Jordan of Ohio threw that open box on Wednesday, pivoting from a history of workplace misconduct in Washington to the six-figure fine imposed recently by Commander uh, Coach Ron Rivera. Gee, we have that clip, a little bit of that with uh, Jack Del Rio. Do you agree with the Washington Redskins' decision to fine Jack Del Rio $100,000? That was the decision that was made by Coach Rivera. Uh, again, as I stated earlier, uh, they are responsible for monitoring and, and uh, managing their own workplace. He made that decision on his own. I did not speak to him. Uh, I have great respect for Coach Rivera. Uh, he made this decision for reasons I'm sure that he thought were important. I appreciate all that, Commissioner, but that's not what I asked you. I said, do you agree with the Washington Redskins' decision to find Jack Del Rio $100,000? I don't think it's my position to be able to say whether uh, it was the correct decision or not. Well, Mr. Del, uh, uh, Coach Rivera, in his statement when he find his assistant coach $100,000. He said, Del Rio, quote, does have the right to voice his opinion as a citizen of the United States and is most certainly his constitutional right to do so. I don't know if that's actually accurate anymore, because if you do voice that, you end up getting fined and have to write a check for $100,000. Does that concern you? I, again, have great respect for Coach Rivera. I presume that he had uh, reasons for doing what he did, and uh, I'm sure he took a lot of factors into consideration there. Uh, last year at the uh, start of the season, I'm looking at the New York Times article, uh, a piece from September 5th, 2021, last year, start of the NFL season, you made this statement. You said, we, the National Football League, encourage all to speak out and peacefully protest. Did you really mean that when you, uh, when you said that, Mr. Uh, Mr. Goodell? Yes, I think people are always responsible for what they say and what they do, but yes, and when you said you encourage all to speak out, you meant all, not just some. That's correct, Congressman, but you're responsible for what you say. There are consequences for what you do and say in life. Yeah. So it seems to me, I mean, this is, this is the concern I have. It seems to me the NFL encourages all to speak out unless you're Dave Portnoy and not allowed to a game, unless you're Jack Del Rio, uh, you, you get fined. Um, that is, I think, the concern not only I have, but a lot of your fans across the, this country have this, this, this standard. Um, does that concern you at all? Uh, it always concerns me what our fans think and how they react, but uh, we try to make sure that we're responsible in all our comments. 
Yeah, let me just read the tweet from Mr. Del Rio. It said, would love to understand the whole story about why the summer of riots, looting, burning, and the destruction of personal property is never discussed, but January 6th is. What part of that statement, what part of that tweet warranted a $100,000 fine? I love it. Yep. Again, Congressman, I didn't issue the fine. Uh, I wasn't part of the decision-making process. Um, Coach Rivera obviously had reasons which he believed were substantial to do that. And I have great respect for him. Yeah, but I mean, you, this whole family. hearing is about the NFL stepping in when something something happened at the Washington uh, football team's organization. And now we had something that happened in the Washington football team's organization. And you say you had no part of that. You're not going to you're not going to comment on it. It's not uh, not not something that that should concern you. But it seems like it should when assistant coach issues a tweet that I think a lot of people a lot of people would say, you know what, we, we condemned, we Republicans condemned the violence that took place in the summer of 2020, and we condemned the violence that took place on January 6th. We've been consistent. I think that was the point the coach was making. He gets fined, and you have nothing to say about it. I am not going to interfere with the workplace decisions that a club makes on a <laughs> yeah, big move, Gio. <laughs> That's right on the money, G. Well done again. Yep, absolutely. No freedom of speech there. All right. We have that one clip real quick with the young kid uh, where he caught the, uh, the uh, a fan caught the baseball, an adult, and gave it to the young kid. And turns out that they, a home run was then hit again, and the kid gave the baseball, another baseball, oh, to the guy who gave it to minute. him. It's just it's a great. cute story. If you got Let's that video, yeah. Coverage, Set it up, so yeah. yeah. So MJ Melendez of the Royals the gave the younger fan a ball. He caught it. He gave it to the young kid. And ironically, he's narrating. Later in the game, Gooby, when Walsh hits the home run, the kid's dad's going to come up with the baseball. He's like, here you go. Now you got your ball kid. back. You got two. He's like, you know what? No. Oh, this is incredible. <laughs> Gives it back. That is so amazing. <laughs> Look at that. He's like, no. She's like, that's so cute. That is amazing. Look that, at that smile. That's a good lad right there. Two good lads. Tremendous. Yeah. That's Absolutely good stuff. And we got Tremendous. Ben, too. That is good stuff. Yeah. Ben <laughs> Burkwam sends this from last night. Roll that, G. We're back down here in Douglas, Arizona, to show you just how bad this Biden border invasion really is. This is what these guys have to go through every single night. Got a bunch of them. there too we got him down there so this is the ladder crew right here guys it's like pushing back the tide so these are the guys that are running the ladders so they just move from side to side move from side to side we got the ropes This is what happens at a, on a nightly basis. It's insane. All night, guys. Hey, he's wide open over here now. Yeah. 
Sí, 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 siéntate. Pero necesitas tu identificación. Sí, señor. Thank you. open border invasion policies are emboldening the cartels. We've got buses transporting people as we speak. We've got these ladder crews that are over there working at will. Mexico's not doing anything to stop it. There is no government officials. There's no police officers over there. There's nobody trying to stop this. Where's Governor Ducey? Where's DPS? We are being invaded as we speak. These guys are overwhelmed and instead of sending them back up we're taking them off the line and sending them to process fake asylum seekers because of these anti-American NGOs that are destroying this country from within. And we're paying for it. American citizens are paying for it. You're paying for it. Your children and your grandchildren are going to be paying for it. Shame on these politicians. Your number one duty is to secure this country. You swore an oath to the Constitution and you're breaking that oath. The American them. citizens are taking you out. Your days in office are numbered. It's time that patriots take this country back. I don't care if it hurts your feelings. We're taking this country back. Oof. It's all part. It's all part of the destruction. It's all part of the destruction. Oof. As always, we salute our military, active and active police, firefighters, first responders, EMTs, Border Patrol, Ben Burkwam, everybody on their show. Thanks, guys. <clears throat> G. Fran, thank you. Most of all of you, the Live from Studio 6B audience, we'll see you tomorrow night.